All right, we're live. What is up? What is up? How's everybody doing tonight? Just watching a clip with Sad Guru and Joe Rogan. And uh, interesting dude. I'm going to have to check out the full one on that. So uh, what are we doing tonight? Love is Blind. <laughs> have you guys seen this show? It is hilarious. All right, let me uh, do a little housekeeping here. I'm going to copy the link and drop it in the live chat uh, over to YouTube. So um, just a little bit of a warning. There's going to be, I don't know, spoilers, I suppose. So if you haven't uh, gotten through the nonsense, I am going to reveal. Um, I'm dropping the link in the live chat to YouTube because about halfway through the show, I'm going to give you guys the join link so you can join me on the show and ask a question live. Um, any topic you want, it's open to everybody, young, old, man, woman, bring, you know, bring whatever you want to the table, you know, we'll chop it up. Um, shouldn't get, shouldn't take me too, too long to get through this, uh, love is blind footage I got here and the highlight reel, but, uh, yeah, Moff's super worried about the spoilers. <laughs> it's going to ruin your night, bro. Um, Moff and a few of the others are coming into town next month. So I'm looking forward to connecting with them. Uh, it'll be a little Toronto meetup for the, uh, members of the community. So, um, all right. What is Love is Blind? It is a Netflix show, okay? And um, like all of, uh, you know, the things that are produced on TV, highly edited and designed to get your attention. The cast that they um, throw on the show, you got to understand something about reality TV. And I'm going to share a little bit of a story with you guys. Um, in a minute, but before I do, actually, I just wanted to, because I left it on my table here and I forgot uh, to grab the bag. Let me just reach for it. What's this guy's name? Jason. So shout out to Jason. I got your, um, I get these things all the time and I keep forgetting to say thank you to guys live. I got your granola, six stone granola. The guy sent me a, a, a two page letter on the bullshit that he went through over the last few years and how my, uh, my book and my videos have saved his life. Awesome product. Tastes amazing. Thanks for sending it. And uh, thank you for the love note, man. Really appreciate the, the feedback. Anyway, back to the um, Love is Blind stuff. So these reality TV shows are, they're pretty fucking hilarious if we're being honest. Um, I did a, um, a pilot shoot for a Canadian show here about, I don't know, 11, 12 years ago. Um, if you live in Canada, you've probably heard of the show... Um, till death do us part. And the host they had on it was this um, very loud uh, white Jamaican lady that uh, would basically yell at people over their finances. Anyway, something happened between her and you know the show producers and she ended up leaving and they needed to replace her. I got a call to uh, audition for it and um, I went and shot a pilot with them. So that was my first exposure with reality TV. So. And the reason why I'm telling you the story is because a lot of what you see on TV is bullshit. I mean, it's part of the reason why I don't watch TV um, very much anymore. But, um, you know, every once in a while, I'll be si sitting back watching something on Netflix like Vikings or whatever. And, um, you know, it'll make a recommendation. I'm like, all right, we'll check this out. Give it a sniff test. You're like, oh, shit. Now I got to watch the rest of it to see all the dumb stuff. So reality TV goes down like this. All of this is manufactured, okay, by the way. And it's highly edited to... Um, send the right narrative to the viewership. And I'll tell you why it's manufactured. It's basically for red meat, guys. You know, it's to get your eyes on it. Um, when I did that uh, pilot shoot, so it was, a, it was a show about debt, obviously, which isn't that sexy or exciting. 
but um, they put me in front of this youngish couple. I, th I think they were probably early 20s, maybe mid 20s. Guy was a bit of a nerd. Um, she was overbearing, you know, like the standard hashtag boss girl, you know, the one doing all the talking. And we're going over the finances and I'm kind of going through it line by line with the dude. And he starts getting, um, I don't know how to put it. Basically, he's, like he starts flaring up over the whole thing. So let's put it that way. Anyway, so I call for a cut. I talk to the producer. I take her into the room. I'm like, look, if I keep going at this guy, he's either going to start crying like a little bitch or it's going to turn into, um, you know, fist being thrown. And, and I thought that the reaction I was going to get was, yeah, we don't want any of that. So we'd rather you have do this. But she looked at me and she gave me this like stare and she was like, that'd be great. Do you think you could do that? And I was like, that is fucked up shit. Like, this is what they this is what they do on these reality TV shows is they want to manufacture this. So take this stuff with a grain of salt whenever you come across it. It's for entertainment purposes only. OK, 100 um, percent. Let me just throw this desk up so I can kind of walk through some of these that I want to cover because I got them up on the, um, the secondary screen and I'll feed the audio. I'm trying to stand up more. I hate fucking sitting down too much all day long. It's not good for your back. It's not good for your posture. None of that shit. That's why I got the stand-up desk. All right, let's throw these in. And I'm gonna give you guys some of this feedback. So what this show is basically about is to put a man and a woman in two separate rooms with a barrier between them, and they're supposed to get engaged by the end of the series, and then they have a honeymoon and a wedding. And the point of it is love is blind. You know, you, you know, you're supposed to fall in love with somebody without seeing what they look like. They're trying to remove what drives attraction between men and women and say, you guys go and sit between this barrier barricade thing and talk to each other, but you can't see each other. You can't see what they look like. You can't see if they're attractive. You can't see if they're not attractive, tall, short, fat, skinny, skin color, nothing. You, you get nothing. It's, it's just having conversations. And there's this one guy in the show who was uh, sharp as a whip. This guy would start asking questions, and I'm gonna show you some of the clips in a minute to show you why stuff like this fails. The first point that I wanna make here is that this really just proves that nothing matters more than that genuine burning desire, which I cover in chapter three of my book. If you haven't read it, The Unplugged Alpha is on Amazon. Genuine burning desire comes from attraction. It comes from looking at somebody. I've said this many, many times. Somebody might have a great personality, a wonderful personality, in fact, but you can't fuck somebody's personality. When you look at somebody, when you talk to them, you're basically thinking, like what guys do it anyway, you know, we're thinking, okay, well, what does she look like naked, da da da, da sort of thing. Um, women are also interested in that, but they also have a long laundry list of a bunch of other stuff too that, that comes with that. So let me just play some of these uh, clips here and add some commentary. If you guys are listening to the replay, just fair warning, I'm going to play these clips at like one and a half times speed. So if you're already playing this back at one and a half times speed, this is going to sound weird. Slow it down right here. Uh, let me add this to the stream. And if you have a hard time hearing it, just let me know in the live chat. But I think I got it set up correctly. So let me just play this reel here. I love And by the way, I've got to pause it every couple of um, like every 10 seconds or so because of copyright, blah, 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 and sound, whatever it is. So I'm going to I'm just going to pause it through and add some commentary. Clothes for girls. Yeah, what's your size? <laughs> Anyway. I love buying clothes for girls. Yeah, what's your size? <laughs> Would you like working out? Yeah, not a huge fan. Really? Yep. Ooh, I get along best with individuals that do work out. <laughs> this guy, I, this guy's awesome. 
He was he was the only guy in the show that was honest with the other side and with the producers and at the end of the series. It was basically like I get along well with girls that that work out, you know, and he's like, you know, do you work out? And she's like, yeah, I don't really work out and you know, here she is. So it's a <laughs> he's clever enough to eliminate, you know, things that he knew would not work out. Basically, yeah, I'm just going to put it up on the Screen moth because I don't want the woke uh, crowd to give me a hard time. They can read it. But essentially, yeah, that's about what I was about to say next is they turned him into a villain. I'm going to show you how they shame this guy for expressing preferences. So the next point that I want to make is it's totally fine for women to express preferences. Women do it all the time on dating apps. Must be at least six, at least six feet tall. Must have six-pack abs, 600-horsepower car, six inches in the pad, six months out of a relationship, blah, 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 blah. And they, you know, long, no, you know, doesn't have any kids in tow. Doesn't live with their mom. Da 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 da. Must have a job. Must have da 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 da. But when a guy says, "Hey, I like girls that work out," it ends up in a cringe compilation that we're watching right now. And we'll see how a few of these guys deal with this guy towards the end. Will you marry me? This guy's a total simp. So, <laughs> this fella and this girl. Um, Shayna was her name. I just called her lips and tits during the show because th that's all she was really. You know, she was like the eye candy, you know, thrown into the group. And this guy and her, she's apparently or purported to be religious and he is non-religious and they have this flare up, but that's not why they don't get together. And you're going to see why in a minute. It's, it's simply because um, there was an attraction issue. Let me just keep playing this here. As soon as I see her, it's going to be two hands. Boom. I already let her know. So this dude went through the entire crowd and then he ended up proposing to the only Indian girl on the show. He was the only Indian guy. And they both start their conversation basically saying stuff like, he goes, I only date blonde girls. And she goes, I only date blonde guys. Anyway, he ends up proposing to her. So watch what happens next. From here on out, she's within a two mile radius from me. That booty is not safe. Oh my God. Hi. Oh my God. Oh. Okay, so just as a... You know, aside, that's what genuine desire looks like between two people when they see each other. I mean, obviously, they've been having conversations, but in person, when they met, they don't end up getting married towards the end, but when they met, they did have genuine desire. Now, I want you to watch what he does with his hands because he's obviously into physical attraction. I'm just going to do this, okay, for the camera, up and down, for those of you that are listening to the podcast. By the way, these are all available in podcast form everywhere, guys, Spotify, Apple, whatever. You can always listen to them if you're driving or whatever. But um, there's there's something missing on the attraction scope of things, which you'll see more of in a bit. But just watch his hands. Oh, my God, you're so evil. Holy shit. Hi. Oh, booty. Look at that booty. If we were... Okay. He said booty, booty, booty over and over again, but he got this, right? Top to bottom. To be at a music festival, do you like being on a guy's shoulders? Yeah, you're up for the challenge, you can pick me up. Yeah, but um, will I have trouble picking you up? <laughs> will I have trouble picking you up? Isn't that awesome? Very clever, right? Clever enough to get around here, right? Um, this this one here, just, just listen to what she says. I mean, you can tell by the way her mouth is open, but just listen to this nonsense. I have a huge Instagram following. Obviously, I have like a lot of friends. Like it's crazy. And I think I'm really good at these pods because like with my job, I have like five to like 20 people in my car like at a time. <laughs> so none of these guys could see what she looked like, but they were all irritated by her. She didn't go very far in this nonsense. <laughs> How old are you? 33. I prefer dating younger. How 
So he got shamed, of course. You know, she says she's 33. He goes, I prefer dating younger. Eyebrow raise. This all piles up, you know, towards the end where they all basically shit on him. I'm 32. <laughs> I'm you look like a baseball player. This. For everyone. this guy's a bit annoying. He, he's somewhere on the spectrum. He just, they actually casted him real well. You know, they put him on the show for a good reason. Um, okay, so this is towards the end here at the reunion. So let's hear what they're saying right about here, I think. Shin, sorry to interrupt you. I, this, this show, I didn't want to lose the thought. I'm sorry, but the show is about, can we just say off the record that... I think it's when this dude over here starts ripping into him right here. I can't. It keeps it real. No, that's not real, man. That's just bad. It's just so bad. You gotta stop. I'm I'm sorry. I'm gonna say. He's he's basically saying, look, you know, you can be attracted to somebody's personality, but I need to see her. And there's nobody here that I was attracted to. So they start lambasting him for the sorts of questions that he was asking, like, "Hey, I like going to music festivals. Do you like that? Yeah, I like going to music festivals. Well, uh, you know, do you like being on a guy's shoulders at at a music festival? Oh, yeah, I'd I'd love that. You know, do you think you're up to the task of putting me on, on your shoulders? Uh, yeah, but would I have a hard time picking you up and putting you on my shoulders? So saying things like that on the show got him blasted towards the end here. What everyone's thinking at home. Oh, no, 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 Do not put me into your words. I'll say one statement and hopefully I'll just shut up after that. Wouldn't you like that? I think we'd all like that. I think we'd all like it if I just shut up after the statement, right? I think we'd all like if you just shut up and just... No, please just stop now. Oh, are you kidding? I'm the realist. I'm the realist, Jared. I say the facts. I keep it 100, bro. I've always kept this completely 100. Come on, dog. Don't do that. Yeah. This... This... This couple here, the black guy with this other girl, um, you're gonna watch that one fall apart. You can, you can, we can do you're that. Not. You're not. You came on here for all the wrong reasons, and you know that. And everybody can see through how shallow you are. Even, even this dude over here, this black dude sitting over here with this black girl, is is trying to shame him in front of everybody else. And look at the body language of everybody here, right? It's just absurd. This, this, this narrative where you can't have preferences if you're a man. I'm gonna say that again. You can have preferences if you're a woman. You can have all kinds of standards, has to have this income, has to have a nice car, has to live in a certain neighborhood, you know, has to have a certain kind of job, you know, for it to be acceptable, for it to be, you know, taking this guy out to introduce him to fam- family and friends. But a lot of the women they put on the show, like um, the one that I mentioned earlier, uh, Lips and Tits, uh, uh, the blonde girl that's a hairdresser, she's a hairdresser. You know, like, what do you bring to the table, you know? Uh, Kevin, the VP of sales, is making a quarter million dollars a year. Is going to put a ring on that at some point. And the interesting thing, you know, during the show was, well, actually, I'll show it to you in the next clip. I won't, I won't give it away just yet. Uh, you think so? Yeah, I know so. Yeah, absolutely. Because he loves me for me. Okay, so we're gonna drop that out. Let's pull in the other clip over here because I got a few more things I wanted to cover. Have you guys seen the show? By the way, just in the uh, live chat, just let me know, eh? All right, share screen, Chrome tab. This is the number 10 one. Okay, so again, attraction comes visually, you know? I mean, maybe if you're blind, maybe if you're blind, you know, you're gonna have to rely on the other senses, but the biggest driver for attraction for men and women is visual. It's why in my book, when I covered uh, dating and how to get the girls. And by the way, when I put how to get the girls, that was a joke, right? Um, some of you didn't get that. Most of you did though. But um, I talk a lot about 
having a good look as a guy and how to portray that and how to use dating apps to communicate that clearly. It's all detailed in the book. Now, what I want you to pay attention over here in this first clip over here for the first little bit is these two. Um, I think this guy's Hispanic. This girl is uh, Polish and Hispanic, but I just want you to hear what she says because she doesn't really feel it for this guy. Just listen up here. I'm definitely in my head. I'm very attracted to him emotionally, but physically, like, I don't really, I don't know. Welcome to Ms. Okay, but physically, I don't know. This guy's Jack, too. I just want you to look at her. I'm just going to pause. Emotionally, this. but physically. Okay, this chick is not attracted to this Jack guy who's in very good shape, but she sits there saying that he's not good enough. Just, just let that set in, okay? This is what you're getting off body language and off exactly what she's telling you. She's not into the guy. Like, I don't really, I don't know. Welcome to Ms. Mojo. All right, let me just skip up because I got a few timestamps here. Uh, 150 is the next one I wanted to cover, so. Okay, so watch body language with gen genuine desire here. So, it's got Shake doing the little. Says. I already let her know from here on out. She's within a two-mile radius from me. That booty is not safe. The first time a couple interacts with each other face-to-face -face is the type of encounter that has the potential to be cute or cringy. Shane and Natalie's kiss, for example, demonstrates that they need... Okay, we've got, we've got clear, genuine desire here, you know, between these two as well. You can tell by the body language, by the way they're touching each other. This is important to note. It, of course, is entirely based on them having a, uh, you know, like liking each other's personalities. And then they, of course, like each other more in person. But beyond that, watch what happens. Need a little more practice. And Shake could have saved his possessive booty grab for behind closed doors. Oh my God, you're so Again, you know, dude get shamed. You know, you're not allowed to touch her. You should have wait, you know, waited for it behind closed doors. Oh, holy shit. Hi. Okay. So here's lips and tits over here. And this is what genuine desire does not look Couples like. Couples are passionately awkward. Mal These two, as she comes out, she clearly doesn't have the feels for what this guy looks like after he's revealed. Lukewarm reaction to Notice where her eyes go when she walks in. She's not looking at him. It's really, really important to know. Hi. Oh, booty. Look at that booty. <laughs> While these two couples are passionately awkward, Mallory's lukewarm reaction to Salvador also makes us wince. It's nice to see you in person. Oh my God. Hi. Hi. How are you? See, that's that's not genuine desire right there. The last one where they jump on top of each other, not there. Boom. But if you go back and you see that you know she's not even looking at him as she's walking into the room, it's just not there. It's missing. Meanwhile, Kyle and here's lips and tits and uh, Kyle. Um, I think this guy is in the trades and this is the hairdresser and Shayna have their own odd first encounter during which Shayna like like they've literally just seen each other for the first time and she's already, you know, giving him a hard time and he's like, you know, looking away and, you know, can we just try? But just listen up here. Keeps her distance and expresses her doubts. I don't want to make a mistake and I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to get caught off in that case. Are you willing to try? Number eight. Dude. Never, ever, ever simp for a woman like that. She's either into you or she's not. It's not like, well, let's just give it a try or let's just try again or let's see if we can make it work. You, I mean, Rolla said it, you can't negotiate genuine desire. It, it, you just can't do it. It's either there or it's not there. It doesn't matter how much you like their personality. And this is why I don't get these dudes that are all like, you know, they'll get on a dating app and they'll see it like a picture and they'll tell me they've been messaging back and forth for like weeks or a month. It's like, no, dude, the whole point of the dating app is to meet like even if you have a photograph, it doesn't matter. The whole point of the app, get their number, get off the app, do a little bit of back and forth and then set the date. That's 
That's the that's a sequence that needs to happen. I mean, I cover it in more depth in my book, but that's a sequence that basically needs to happen. You have to meet them in real life because when it comes to dating apps, I mean, women generally have the impression that guys lie about. Um, I mean, guys lie about different things the way that women do. Like women will lie about their looks. Guys will generally lie about their success. Guys generally lie about their height. Women will generally use older photography that makes them look more flattering or from angles, you know, that show more cleavage, that hide other parts of their body sort of thing that may not be as attractive, but you get the idea. Nina and Kyle discover their religious differences. The Love is Blind experiment tests whether conversation alone is enough to find a fiance. Now, I'm not religious at all. With nothing to do but talk, contestants develop their relationships by discussing their values and goals. Shayna basically describes Christianity as a major pillar of her life. So when Kyle says he's an atheist, it seems like a deal breaker. Yeah, the atheist thing. Okay, so she takes the uh, proposal, takes her like, 10 minutes to answer him. These two get together. Where's my net clip? 515. Let's pull it up here. Okay, so now we've got the carpenter and lips and tits here on the honeymoon because he proposes to her. She makes him wait like 30 seconds before she says yes. And here's the honeymoon scene that I wanted to show you next. Yeah, so I'm a little nervous for my cervix, but he's so cute. Number six, Shayna leaves Mexico. Um, I was like the first night that yeah. we would spend the night separate rooms. I don't know if you caught that, but she said to him in a low voice, Tonight, we're going to spend the night in separate rooms. <clears throat> Again, if you have genuine burning desire for somebody, you're going to be intimate, especially after you've been talking through a, a wall for a week long and you've developed a um, connection that doesn't involve physicality. You see each other, it should be there. When you're able to go away for the honeymoon, you should be all over each other like a fat kid on a piece of cake. But she's telling him from the get-go, uh, we're going to have to sleep in, in separate rooms. And this and this guy keeps trying, man. He doesn't, like these plugged-in betas, they don't know. They just don't, they just can't pick it up, man. Considering this couple's rocky beginnings, it's not surprising that things don't go well when Shayna and Kyle arrive in Mexico. The events that play out are the perfect combination of dramatic and cringy, which can only be achieved in reality TV. Wait, 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 when's the last? I love how these like, you know, female commentators use this word cringy, cringy so much. There was, there was a couple other videos that I was, um, watching before these ones that I came across and they were mostly done by psychologists and it's and they're fucking hilarious you know they're constantly using words like cringe but they also use uh love languages which we've proven is a colossal lie I did a uh, collab with my friend Paul on my channel um so you can search on my channel if you want to see the results of that but just search for love languages entrepreneurs and cars and you'll come across it and then there was another one that um, had the, the personality, uh, what are they called, the INJTP or S, you know the ones I'm, I'm talking about and, and they're commenting on, on that sort of thing. The love language one got me, like as soon as they start talking about that, that nonsense, it's just turn that shit off because that's not real. It's total crap. That's how you actually it's eight years. Yeah. You're breaking it? Their first evening together begins awkwardly with Shayna feeding Kyle, who's a vegetarian, a bite of her steak dinner. I, I hate feeding people. Uh, that's something you generally don't want to do i mean okay maybe it makes for a good highlight reel on television but i mean somebody says they only eat meat you don't shove a salad down their throat some you know like why somebody says they're a vegetarian you don't go shoving meat in their face but this is what lips and tits does here it's so cheesy but i fed you from there it just gets worse Shayna sets boundaries in their relationship by insisting on sleeping in another room at 7 40 p.m she retires for the night could you imagine being on uh, you know your purported honeymoon and your f fiance says um, it's 7.40, let's go to bed, but you have to sleep in that room and I'll sleep in this room. Telling Kyle she'll see him in the morning. So, Like, take a look at her. You tell me that she's a virgin, right? She's a 30-something-year-old hairdresser 
and she's talking about you know sleeping in separate rooms and she's got you know religious you know uh boundaries and stuff like that i mean when you get your lips done like this lady you're not fooling anybody i'll see you tomorrow morning you're gonna go to your room now it's um seven oh my god it's early 40. in a situation like that just tell her to get lost you know pack your shit and get the hell out of here and he's sitting there going you're gonna go in your room now but it's but it's only 7 40. um but 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 Oh my God. She then packs her bags and leaves Paradise and her She leaves on her own accord. Beyonce behind. The fact that Shayna departs secretly without telling Kyle leaves our jaws on the floor. It's not the same without Shayna. The fact that she's not here makes me so... A lot of this stuff is engineered again, you know, like it's not, it's not fully authentic. Um, I think we have Shake here asking about weight. Still, let's see what that clip so upset. Number five, Shake asks about weight. No. In the beginning of the experiment, it seems like contestant Abby Shake, better known as Shake, is missing the point about love being blind. I love buying clothes for girls. Yeah, what's your size? <laughs> Dude's brilliant. I love it. This guy's red pill for sure. He inquires about his date's weight in a roundabout way that's both obvious and insulting. He develops a reputation as super. Oh, hang on. This is where she, where she insults this guy. Official among the women. If we were. He develops a reputation. What does she call him? Superficial? Let's play that back again. He develops a reputation as superficial among the women. Yeah. Superficial. It's it's superficial when a guy has weight standards. He won't he won't date somebody that he's not physically attracted to. But again, if a woman has standards for financial resources, looks, height, uh, doesn't have kids, you know, living arrangements, jobs that they have, sort of thing, and then all the other three hundred points that they usually make as well. That's totally fine. But a guy has like one standard. I just don't want a girl that's fat. Ah, superficial. Everybody lose their mind, right? All right, let's see what else we got here. We got eight. Oh, eight, 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 eight minute. Okay, so eight at the eight minute mark. Um, the fella Kyle, the construction worker, whose fiance uh, told them to sleep in separate rooms, who also left without telling him, they're now at her parents' house. Uh, it being introduced to the family. So check this out. I get along best with individuals that do work out. Number four, meeting the families. Why do you want to get married? Am I now, can you guys see my cursor? Oh, okay, so you can see the cursor. So this is mom over here. Fellas, one of the things you always want to do before you're going to deal with a woman on a long-term basis or make her the mother of your kids, take a look at what mom looks like. Just, you know, you'll thank me later. Heads up on that. So no one else gets you? <laughs> While bringing someone home to meet the family is... So I don't know if you caught that, but what they asked him was, why do you want to marry my sister? And his answer was, so nobody else gets you. Beta! Plugged in beta. Always a stress-inducing milestone. Bringing a fiance home after less than a month of dating is sure to raise some eyebrows. Mallory and Danielle both have to navigate awkward conversations. All right, let's move this up a little bit. Uh, we've got some talk on the beach. We've got lips and tits again. Now, I just want you to look at Shake's behavior because... To his aunt. So, <clears throat> this guy, Shake, he had genuine desire for talking between the wall when they met in first person before, I believe, he slid his hands down her back and got flat. Um, that, that, that is where his behavior changed. But just watch what he says over here. We to commit to each other and excited to just connect with you on all of these levels. All these levels. Despite their similar backgrounds, see shared it? life goals. See his, see his body language, see the way his eyes are kind of rolling around. Not into her, right? At all. 
and complimenting personalities, there's one problem threatening Shake and Deepti's relationship. Shake doesn't feel physically attracted to her. She's like the number one hype girl I could ever, ever, ever hope for. Her? Upon seeing his fiance, he begins to express a lot of doubt to other people, and finally to Deepti herself. He compares her to his hype person, his friend, and even his aunt. But his aunt. There was a video that I came across that uh, called this guy Shake a. What do they call him? Uh, basically a closet racist. And um, they shamed him on, on something else. I can't, can't remember what it was. It was another psychologist. It was this Asian girl that broke down and basically shit all over the guy. Um, what other clips were there here? I think there was one at 1340. 1340, what do we got here? and switch on notifications. Number one, Shane mistakes Natalie for Shayna. You were my number one, so. Really? You were my number one, too. Natalie may bring out the best in Shane, but dating in the pods seems to bring out the worst. The realtor begins the experiment with a playboy mentality, willing to date as many women for as long as he can. What do you like about Natalie? Yeah, when guys want to date women and explore their options, that's bad. When women do it, totally fine. Rack up your notch count, ladies. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, does she like me? <laughs> Shane inevitably finds himself in a love triangle with Natalie and Shayna. Who was I talking to? I don't know. Take a guess. No, the, oh, Shayna. There you go. While juggling two women who are so in this scene, he calls the uh, he calls this girl Natalie Shayna because, of course, you know they manufacture that. You know they put this stuff together for TV. Uh, that's about the you know the end all be of all that. I don't really want to keep banging on all these clips because it all just kind of boils down to the same stuff. You can't. I don't care if you want to put put a put a wall or a skyscraper, you know, between people, whatever it happens to be. You can't get away from the fact that women may select guys based on their looks and a whole bunch of other things. Success is is definitely one of the most important ones. Also, you know, women look at guys as far as you know, they're more concerned with a guy's future, whereas a man is more concerned with her past. What does she look like? How many guys she been with? Is she attractive? You know, so you can't get past any of that stuff by putting a show together on Netflix and hope that it works out. There's only two couples out of the entire cast, by the way, that ended up uh, going through with the engagement and the marriage. Um, that dork with lips and tits never made it. She basically told him to pound sand towards the end and actually ended up having a thing for this guy, Shane. Um, but uh, she just didn't have genuine desire for that guy. It, it, it really had nothing to do with the whole religious, um, you know, demands that she and she said her family had because at the end of the day I mean you take a look at her you know she's got some miles on the clock and she's and she's she's not celibate I mean she's not chased by any stretch of the imagination absolutely freaking not but um that's what they try to sell you on these shows guys you know it's 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 manufactured again it's for entertainment purposes only but you know when you unplug when you take the red pill and you kind of see the code in the matrix and you understand these things you watch shows like this with a renewed interest in looking at the dynamics unfold. And then, you know, you can't help but to comment on those dynamics afterwards. I don't know, you guys seem to like the uh, uh, video I did the other week on the uh, Tinder swindler thing. So I thought I'd uh, pull something out and do some commentary on this. Uh, Joseph Jones here says, isn't lip work superficial? Yeah, like lip work, uh, boob jobs. I mean, push-up bras are arguably, you know, superficial. Putting on makeup is arguably superficial. Uh, dying out, you know, your gray hairs, uh, you know, back to blonde or, uh, you know, as a brunette or whatever is superficial. You could argue all these, you know, wearing high heels so they look taller so their calf and butt looks different is superficial. Basically, 
it is what it is, you know. Um, there's there are some things that are excessive, of course. You know, Botox and boob jobs. That's you know, like sticking a needle in the lip. Okay, that's one thing. Going through surgery, you know, that's something else. Sometimes it's required. Gravity does that stuff, but I don't know. It is what it is. Uh, I'm going to grab the link here for you guys to move over to the call-in uh, segment, and I'm going to drop it on YouTube. So if you guys want to hop in. Uh, if you want to chop up anything that you saw on the show that I might have missed, you got a question on or just anything in general, come on over and do that. Uh, why is that not pasting there? All right. Come over and ask a question live. And again, guys, I do these every Monday, um, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard. I always take call-ins on the show. So if there's something that you want to chop up... and Dudes, I get a lot of emails and DMs from you asking me questions. You have two options if you have questions. Free option, call in on the show. Paid option, uh, pin below on my YouTube videos. There's a link to book me for coaching. It's a paid option. It's private. I mean, you don't want to come on the show and shop it up publicly. You can, you can book me for a private session. All right, so that's pinned on YouTube. And while you guys click that and hop on in and get ready to start chopping up some questions. I'm gonna throw the ad insert and play some bills around This here. episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Alpha Supplement Line, Grandike Soap Company, and Chad's Face Scrub. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll wanna use the Unplugged Alpha Supplement Line. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients and unlike cheap supplements from China and plastic bottles, mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine disrupting plastics in your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is an easily digested bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by their various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders or just use coupon code alpha10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. Men, I use tactical soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Gentlemen, my go-to face scrub to keep this manly face clean and clear is Chad's. Again, it's incredibly important to me to only use products with all natural ingredients without nasty chemicals that disrupt male hormone levels or convert to estrogen in your body. And unlike watery scrubs that slip between your fingers, this thick face scrub with black lava sand gives you powerful results in one go. Visit getchads.com and you'll be redirected to the Amazon store. You'll get 10% off when you use coupon code getchads10. You can find all the links I've just mentioned pinned below in the top YouTube comment. If you want to learn more about why I endorse these natural products to my audience, search on my YouTube channel for an episode I did with Dr. Anthony J titled Playing to Win Number 21, How Estrogenics Make You Fat, Sick, and Infertile with Dr. Anthony J. Let's get on with the show. All right, let's do it. So I got a few guys in the waiting area. Again, the uh, join link is in the YouTube live chat. It just says streamyard.com forward slash with a bunch of blue blue after that. 
So you can bring any question you want. We'll be taking a bunch of Q&A. Or if you have any feedback that you want to you know, chime in on uh, tonight's topic, that's cool too. Thanks for the super chat there, JR. Appreciate it. Uh, Vast, let's see what you got here, brother. Uh, add to stream and let's split it up that way. How you doing, man? Hi, mate. Um, yeah, I was just typing the, the actual question, but you, you, you've put me in. But anyway, um, I've been not working on myself uh, within all the red pill awareness and I've been getting results. And now I would like to connect with other men who are also red pill aware. I, I tried to look for them, but <laughs> wasn't successful at all here in my area in Perth, Australia. And Do you know anyone? Where are you looking? Like, where are you trying to find these guys to hang out with? Um, so I'm a part of, uh, I'm a dancer. So um, I go to a lot of events and uh, talk to a lot of men and some of them, but basically none of them actually has any sort of awareness in this space. What kind of dance do you do? Uh, salsa, bachata, kizomba, and oh, you uh, have hip-hop. no problem getting women. Then you, I mean, you're in a honeypot. There's lots of hot women that do that, right? Yeah. The problem is a lot of the guys that do that, they're going to be plugged in dorks. All right, so oh, crips. I, I I get a lot of feedback from women about that. Yeah. So <laughs> so uh, what what brought you to the red pill? Like, what brought you to my work and you know going through the unplugging process? Oh, uh, that, that was a long way because I was raised by uh, by my mom, pretty much. I never had a strong father figure. And uh, just at some point, I started uh, doing this uh, kind of myself. I went into martial arts and uh, skydiving and all of that kind of stuff. Tried to make myself a man by myself. Uh, but anyway, that, yeah, I get it. Yeah, but I still had lots of, uh, obviously I wasn't aware, uh, so, but uh, okay, so, I had a lot of, yeah. Okay, so let me get to, get to the point of finding other guys that are also red-pilled. Um, I have a private community. I have loads of guys in North America, okay? I have guys in Europe, the UK, all over the place. I don't have that many guys in Australia. I can't think of somebody right now off the top of my head that lives in Perth. I've got guys on the Gold Coast and in New Zealand, but not um, where you're at. So I wouldn't recommend joining my community to meet other like-minded guys because you're not going to find too many where you're at. Perth, Perth is on the West Coast, right? Yeah, Western yeah. Australia. Um, you're you're going to find more of these kinds of guys that already are doing things tied into masculine pursuits, shooting guns, driving off-road, dirt bikes, you know, street bikes, uh, archery, uh MMA stuff, dojo fighting. You're not going to find them at the Bachata Dance Club. You're going to get lots of girls there. You know, it's oh, a yeah. pop for the ladies, but you're not going to find red pill guys there to connect with. So you're going to have to lean into other, um, you know, interests. Anything there that's like conventionally masculine, that's generally where you'll find guys that are more attuned to your mindset. They're not generally red pill though, right? Like just because you like to shoot guns, it doesn't mean that you're red pill. It just means that you're more likely to be open to the ideas if they're still plugged in sort of thing. But the chances are you're going to find guys there more often than not. So that's really what you're going to have to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll try that. Yeah. Good luck with that. I thought maybe you know anyone in this part no, of the world. I don't, I don't have a large community in Perth. Uh, I got Moff in the chat saying we've got at least one guy in Perth, but I can't 
think of anybody that's 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 super active so i wouldn't recommend it like i wouldn't say spend the money just to meet up with one guy mm. all right yeah thanks thanks Rich. yeah we got to um i don't know maybe i'll have to do some kind of a promotion where i take a look at some large cities out there that we don't have membership in and maybe offer a discount to the membership for the first year or something i don't know i'll figure something out uh, keep an eye out, Vass, if that's something that might be a fit. Dave, you want to hop in? You got your mic ready? Yeah, okay. Hey, buddy. How you doing, man? Hey, good. Um, the whole thing uh, with my wife, basically, instead of being in a pod, we're on either end of a telephone. So this is back in the you know the early 80s. Oh, and hang on a sec. You met your wife on a phone sex line? No. <laughs> no. My... Okay. She was uh, she was trying to link up with my roommate who asked her out on a date. Yeah. But because he was in the military and out in the field, and she was a a waitress at a uh, at a five star hotel resort uh-huh. in Colorado Springs. Um. It was like three months so, before they they so actually you didn't went see each other then. Nope. Okay, and then when you saw each other in person, did you guys have like an obvious, genuine, burning desire connection? Not at first, because she was still uh, dating him. Oh, she was dating your roommate. So you, yeah. So you poached her. Um, he, he monkey branched because he found somebody else because she wasn't going to put out. Mm. So, you know, then things developed over time, and you know, we just we just clicked really well. <laughs> Dave, I always love hearing your stories, man. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that uh, series that I was talking about, this Love is Blind thing? Oh, yeah. I've watched all two seasons of it. It's oh, hilarious. Oh, there's two seasons? Oh, yeah. This, this was season oh, two. Dude, don't make me watch another season. Oh, no. <laughs> is it, this, is this it worth commenting on it? Like, is there more material in, in the first season? Um, They actually had more people get married, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, You know what? I'd love to see what these people are doing today, six, 12 months after this whole, like, Netflix bullshit kind of like goes away and then they have to live with each other. Cause I mean like there's two couples in the second season, uh, the black couple and then the white couple and the white couple is like total nerds and yeah. like big time nerds. Like she used to be fat. He used to be fat. They both are yeah. very, very awkward. And then well, the black had, couple, I think they're just playing. They had a, uh, <laughs> who's calling you, man. I don't know. It's, you know, the national Republican committee. Okay. Um, the uh, the first season they had a black and a white couple. Okay. Uh, a, a mixed race couple that actually got married on the show, and they stayed together after the uh, you know they went to the reunion show. Oh, they got reunions for those two. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just find it a funny experiment. It, it's you know, they 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 always try to create these environments <laughs> where it's like, hang on, if we put you know if we create this idea. And then we put some batshit crazy in the show, like Shane from that episode, and you know some lips and tits, and a you know a brown guy and a big fat white girl sort of thing, and they start kind of like throwing it all into the blender. It's just, it always makes for good entertainment. It always it always does. Anyway, um, another got, an, another show is uh, too hot to handle. Too hot to handle. What's that about? It's kind of like you're gonna bring uh, was it five guys and five girls? No. Yeah, five girls, oh, five no. guys, and I'm not do uh, that one. You know what, man? I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to my Vikings. You know, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna connect with my heathen past. 
you know, with the men with the great beers. I'm going to start watching that some more now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this will this will completely uh, different show. Make you okay. go crazy. All right, thanks, Dave. I'm going to grab White Boy because he wants to talk about spinning some plates. All right. See you, brother. Uh, all right, White Boy. Boy. Hey, Rich. How you doing? Wapnin' boy. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, what do you got for me tonight? So I've been spinning plates. Um, I've got kind of uh, like a little hiccup thing that's been going on. Um, all right, what's going down? Basically... A lot of I'm finding like a lot of these girls are getting kind of upset, uh, like when I'm not answering my phone or okay. uh, like when I'm hanging out with these other girls, you know, and they just yeah. they're getting kind of upset that and they, they think something's going on. And I don't want to just like outright tell them that, you know, I'm hanging out with this other chick, okay. if that makes sense. So I was just so, wondering what your thoughts were. OK, so when they get upset, what do you mean? Like, what do they do? Give me a give me a little bit of a example. Well, just the other night I had one freak out on me because I didn't text her all night. Not really freak out, but, you know, she was. She was pretty upset. So, so how long have you been dating this one? Like, how long has she been a, a plate? Not very long, maybe like a month or two. And I basically told her without being too much of uh, an a hole. Like, well, I kind of lied. I told her I was uh, literally just drinking and watching Netflix and didn't look at my phone. But really, I was on a date with someone else. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't do that because. Mm-hmm. When you spin plates, you want them to understand covertly that they're not the only one, but you don't want to overtly state, hey, yeah. I was with Nancy and right. I rearranged her guts on, on Thursday <laughs> night. Okay, you're not going to Yeah, and that. I've, I've read your book and everything, and I saw that you don't want to like outright say anything. Right. So right. that's why I didn't do that, but I think I might have uh, kind of screwed up there. By no, 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 no. You didn't do anything wrong. See, the thing that you did wrong here is that you care too much about her opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay. You've only been dating this chick for what? Three, four weeks, you said? Yeah, something like that. I've got probably a four or five that I go on dates with here and there. So. Okay. And and how old are you? I am 23. Okay. So you're a young guy. Sowing some wild oats, checking out some options, figuring out life. I hope you're chasing yeah. excellence more than you're chasing women, though. Oh, of course. Of course. Good. So, so, I mean, these girls that you got, you know, got in rotation, like women want, see, women are strange creatures, dude. They're, they are strange. Mm-hmm. They, they want a guy that other women want. Other mm-hmm. other women have to like you. If if other women don't like you, they just they just dry up, dude. Man, they're just not into you. You know, yeah. they're gonna be distant. They're gonna start moving away. So they so they have to see how other women respond to you. Like mm-hmm. even even if you go out to a restaurant and you walk in with this girl, and then you know the greeter, she's hot. She's wearing a black dress, all the right stuff on. She walks you to the table and she kind of smiles at you or says, you know, I really like your shirt or something like that, and walks away. That's great for you. You want that, right? Because then yeah. in her lizard hiding brain, she's looking at that interaction going, holy shit, that girl wants him, right? I better make mm-hmm. sure that I behave. Right? Yeah. That's why spinning plates is a good strategy, mm-hmm. especially for young guys, especially for divorced guys. Like it's a great strategy to sort of like, you know, get your head around the way women are going to respond. So the first thing you're doing wrong is you're caring too much about what she thinks of you spending your time not with her. She's not mm-hmm. your girlfriend. She's not your wife. She's not yeah. your mom. You don't know her that's, shit. That's why I politely told her. You know, I told her. Well, I told you that I lied. So I said I was like, if I want to be a degenerate one night and just drink myself to sleep, like, why? What's the oh, problem? Or like, not my girlfriend. That's basically. Or, or you just say, you know, if I want to be a, a degenerate on Wednesday night, mm-hmm. leave me be. I'll yeah. see you on Friday. Make sure you wear that black dress that I like. Mm-hmm. And then you just yeah. kind of like move past it. Right. Yeah. You don't have All to right. dance around it or explain yourself or apologize. Guys apologize for far too much stuff today. 
And I didn't apologize. No, I know. And I'm not saying that you did, but, but what I'm saying is guys love to apologize for their behavior, for hurting, you know, for, you know, for her feelings. And the truth of the matter is, is you have to care a lot less about this shit. You know my energy, my um, chapter in the book about managing your fucks for things yeah. that are truly fuckworthy. Mm-hmm. This is not fuckworthy. Like this, like you know, if this were to happen to me, I'd just be like, yeah, I was being a degenerate. So I'll see you Friday night and make sure you wear that black dress I like, sort of thing. You just mm-hmm. kind of move past it. You know, gotcha. that's what a, that's what amuse mastery is. It's just kind of like whatever. You just kind of laugh it off and you kind of roll past it, mm-hmm. sort of thing. That's all it is. So you don't let it get to you. You know, you keep doing mm-hmm. what you're doing. And again. Um, the only time you're going to have a conversation about getting into a LTR, which you really shouldn't at your age, right? Cause you're a young guy. Yeah. I'm not looking for that right now. Yeah. So it's like, you know, and if she brings it up, say, Hey, you know, white boy, I really like you. I don't want you seeing anybody else, you know, uh, like where do we stand? Then that's where you just tell her the truth and say, you know, Hey, dig your vibe too. Really had a, you know, been, been having a great time and mm-hmm. I'm happy to continue doing that. You know, if that's the way that you feel, but. I'm not going to be sexually monogamous with you. So mm-hmm. you're just going to have to be okay with that. You're going to have to be okay with sharing me a little bit. I'm not going to, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to bring mm-hmm. a disease home. You know, none of that stuff's going to happen. Yeah. You know, that's it. But pretty much, even if they ask, don't, don't tell them I was rearranging Nancy's guts the other night. No, no, All right. no. Got it. It's, it's, you know, it's only when she wants to have the, where do we stand talk? It's like, you know, you're at the front door and you're seeing her off. She's like, well, hold on a sec. Why, why, where do we stand? You know, because we've been seeing each other for four weeks and, you know, I feel like I want to see you more and, you know, I really like you and, you know, I want you to meet my dog and all that kind of shit. And you start kind of getting into those conversations. Mm -hmm. If it's appropriate, like it's three, six months down the road, not three weeks down the road, but if it's at an appropriate time and you want to entertain that, which I really don't think that you should at your age again, you know, you Mm -hmm. shouldn't really be getting into an LTR right now. But if that's something that you want to do, that's basically how you handle it. Gotcha. All right, Rachel, I appreciate it. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks, buddy. Um, hey, Moff, do you want to hop in? Uh, you know, the join link's there, and I've gone through the other guys here. So if you want to hop back in, man, I'm happy to chop up some stuff you're doing in the live chat. Plus, you can mention the show tonight. Uh, again, guys, if you have a question, uh, I'm going to be on for another 30 minutes. Just hit the link, the StreamYard link pinned above, and uh, more than happy to uh, answer anything you got for me. Uh, let's get the super chat here. Do Desi shake here. Uh, that's not the shake from the show. That's one of the guys from my community. Uh, you need to watch Dirty John on Netflix. Another great show to watch, and it's based on a true story. All right, I'll write that shit down. I'll take that recommendation. Dirty John. Does he get with Dirty Jane? <laughs> All right. What else we got here in the chat? Um, first season was great. We're bag. Yeah, make sure you make sure you bag it. He's talking to you there, white boy. Um, I'm just going to do about Sarah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, that's where we stand. Yeah, you're you're always going to get the like, where do we stand talk at some point. I mean, if a chick digs your vibe, um, you know, you can say, you know, this is a very good example of abuse mastery. Hey, Moff, where do we stand? I really dig your vibe. You know, I've only been seeing you once a week. I'd love to see you more. My friends keep asking about you. I feel like I'm catching the feelings for you, blah, blah, blah. Well, the way that I see it, sweetheart, is I stand six foot two and you're five foot two. You know, that's what amuse mastery is. You know, that's how that's you have fun with things. Um, the mistake that most guys make, though, is they never, ever get to the point where she brings up the where do we stand talk. Uh, Chad, I see you in the uh, waiting area. Just do me a favor in the private chat. Just let me know that you got a mic and a, 
a camera or are you planning on leaving your camera off? I just want to know that your audio works. Um, most guys will basically rush to the where do we stand talk before she does. And if you rush to that talk, that's a very bad thing. It's, it's mostly plugged in beta males that do that. It's like they'll go on four dates or five dates. They maybe, you know, have sex with her or maybe they haven't at that point. And they'll be like, I want to be in a relationship with you. I don't want you to see anybody else. I want to be boyfriend, girlfriend. It's like they rush into this and it's like that's, you know, some women might go for it, but in the back of her head, she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow the fuck down here, right? So you want to let her bring that talk to you. It's never you that opens up the where do we stand talk. All right, Chad, you got audio. So I'll add you to the stream. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Good, man. What do you got for me tonight? Well, I just have a couple, I have a couple questions. So I'm a little nervous because I've been watching it forever. Okay. So um, uh, where do I begin? Let, let's say I did read your book about the... Um, you know, like the uh, red flags and everything. And I just recently was in a uh, a short relationship. Okay. And without your book, it would have really gone downhill, like very bad. <laughs> All right, well, tell the story. So what happened? Uh, basically, well, it's one of the things that was like, um, like her money issues. Mm -hmm. She was having a lot of problems, like with her money and stuff like that. And I mm -hmm. thought, you know, I'll help her out. And then after I helped her out, <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> Um, and I made Dude, it really listen. I laugh, but we've all been there. There's guys in the chat that are laughing and they're usually laughing because they've all been there too, but carry on. But, uh, but I decided, you know, Hey, I'll help her out. See what's, see how things are going and whatnot. And mm -hmm. I made it really easy for her to pay, pay me back and everything. Okay. And then we started to like, you know, cause she just recently just came off from a divorce. Yeah. She had two kids, but they were like uh, 18, they're 18 or 17. So they were out, but how old are you, Chad? I'm uh, 35. And how old was she? She was 40. Ooh, divorced 40-year-old, <laughs> single mommy of two. Yeah, but but you know, yeah. So, um, but you broke know, broke as well. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. And um, and she and the thing was like I can always got this hint like she was always looked down on me because I kind of like because I came with a family who like owned a movie theater. Mm -hmm. and I was really into movies, and so she always kind of like stumbled her nose to that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's I thought, okay, whatever. We and she's such a catch being forty in debt with two kids in tow. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, I just so I was like, okay, you know, she's you know talking about her ex, how was she? He was bad and everything like that, and she's yeah. trying to get her on her feet, and she got, she wanted to have like this um like this uh, pet cat to help her and everything, and she's like, she needed like an extra. 100 180 bucks 200 dollars so she can have like the cat and some food and whatnot i was like okay i'll help you out you know it's no biggie uh -huh. you know and i told her it's like you can either get it from me or you can get it from your ex because she said she was going to get it from her ex and i was like okay. oh. that kind of was like like red flag like uh why are you still talking to them if you guys are divorced kind of thing well they have kids together they're going to deal with parenting issues you always have to remember that yeah that's true but it was just kind of like still like to me it was just like you know if you were going to go to him for money why are you talking to me about money kind of thing mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll give you the money. And I was like, I, we talked again. I was like, I made it easy for her. I was like, if you if you want, just pay me 20 bucks here or there. And you'll be fine. As long as you are wanting to pay me back, we're good. Okay. And so we started chit-chatting, and we started saying, like, well, why don't we start dating? Because I kind of liked her before. I had a why not one-itis with her. Okay, so you brought up dating first. Well, and And this is yeah. after paying off her debt. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so I was like, you know, you know we, you're – you know, we know why your camera's off now, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I just don't have a camera. No, no. Carry but, on. But, um, 
so she's like, okay, all right, you know, and we, we were kind of chit-chatting, and and she kind of seemed like she had a thing for me, but she kind of oh. like, it's kind of like the way she was like presenting herself. She was kind of like, you know, she just had this like way of like how I was. Like I wouldn't say friend zone, but she kind of like put me as this spot, you know. Yeah, she put you in that spot because because that's where she saw. You. Let me ask you a question. The chapter in my book where I cover single mommies. Did you find that that was accurate with your experience dating her? Um, it has been a while. Since, I mean, I just uh, watched, read the red flags ones. I didn't get to the mommy part. I don't uh, think. Okay. Uh, you'll but, probably call in next week when you get through that part. That <laughs> I think story. like um, I just remember the finance part one, where was, there was always a problem. There's always something. There's always like a you know something, and that was really was the key to make me go, okay, this isn't this isn't the woman I liked a long time ago. This isn't the woman that I like now. So that's There's why some... you got rid of her was because of money problems. No, no, no. So this this is what happened. So um. So I was like, okay, just pay me 20 bucks here, 20 bucks there. You sign a paper saying that, saying that you, you paid me, and we're all good. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, okay, okay. And we started just doing this dating. And she came over. She gave me some money. She gave me actually like 40 bucks. She's like, here's a little bit. And we started talking. We started getting to kind of touchy-feeling. We actually started to kiss. And Hang on a sec. You were lending a girl that you weren't banging money? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just want to I, clarify that. So you're yes. dating a, a woman that's older than you mm-hmm. with two kids, divorced, mm-hmm. with debt, and you're not banging or paying off her debt. Well, I was trying to that one day. But okay. here's, here's what, so we were getting kind of intimate. We were okay, getting so a little get intimate. Into it? Well, and this is where things get like really turned for me going like, okay, this woman is not, not here for me. She just wanted my money. Is mm-hmm. when I was trying to get more, you know, on the kissing part, I was like trying to get her to really be intimate with me mm. and I could just feel her mouth just clenched mm. and she's just like, not like she was not letting me go the extra mile. Let's basically put it that way. Yeah. So her kitty would be drier than the Sahara desert is basically what's going on there. Right. Yeah. So you ended up like getting rid of her after that. Cause the genuine desire didn't exist. Yeah. Like Good. the minute I realized that desire was just gone. Yeah. I was like, okay, you do not want to negotiate attraction with women ever. It doesn't work out. Like her hands have to be all over you, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the early stages. If they're not, I'm telling you, you're wasting your time. And never ever do any of those other things that I mentioned before. Date a single mom with ki- you don't have kids. No, 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 I don't have any. Never kids. been married. Nope, never been married. How tall are you? Five uh, ten. How much do you weigh? Uh, about two hundred five. What do you do for a living? I work at a uh, at a uh, uh, it's a farm and ranch store. Okay, it's kind of it's kind of like um, I don't know if you have them up there in Canada, but they're kind of like um, a tractor supply. Okay, but it's a okay. it's a it's a different brand around this around where I live. I live in like Oklahoma. Okay, so you're dealing with like a like equipment stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And Dude, uh, and and like, was she hot at least, or was she? Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Yes. Hot? Okay. But yeah, don't, um, yeah, don't do that again. Don't <laughs> like. Do not get involved with women. Do not pay off their debt. I mean, I would understand, look, if, you know, if she's a mother of your kids and you got to take care of her, she's home raising the kids or I don't know, she can't work or something or they lay her off. Yeah, that's when you take, you know, that's that's when you're taking care of things. Right. But this is a chick that you don't know. You just met her. You're not even banging. You know, she's she's got money problems already. It's like, no, like you don't even continue the conversation next time. Well, which was funny is that I remember you said something like that, and which also was another thing. We actually, again, another problem with my 
betaness that have been happening to me, I actually talked to her about it. And then mm-hmm. she said like something like, well, I'm just not ready. Um, I don't, I don't want to feel like it right now because things are going on. Bullshit. And, Anytime yeah. a woman has genuine, des- like, dude, women will drive two hours at three o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday when she has to work at 7 a.m. the next morning to come bang you uh, on her period. Well, and throw see, down to like a dark tower. Like well, see, women that was, will do anything if they have genuine desire for you just to keep you on the good books, just to keep you happy, to keep a smile on your face, you know, so you know that she likes you. But this like conversation of, well, you know, I don't really know you and I don't feel comfortable right now. Get the fuck out of here. It's d- don't even waste your time. It's next. Well, well see, that was the funny thing. Cause the minute she said that I was like, I remember you talked about how you had a, a date. Like you were like, Immediately after your divorce, you had a date with this lady, and mm-hmm. she pre- pretty much had sex off the table. And you talked about how you would, you know, basically you would bang her immediately or something. Like, yeah. I can't remember what well, the story was. L- well, let me clarify the story because people are listening and going, "Whoa, hold on a second. So there's a part in the book where I talk about the Amazonian. She was taller and heavier than what I thought she was going to be. Maybe like 15 pounds heavier. Not not fat, but more like curvy. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, beyond the kind of curvy that I like. So you know, she shows up. I'm like, all right, you know, she was, you know, she was a good laugh. I'm here already. Let's go inside and get the damn beer. Go in, sit down. She's a good conversation, right? Anyway, she starts to tell the story about how she likes to wait eight dates before she has sex. Yes, yes, that's the story. And I'm like, (laughs) I just start laughing. I basically spit out my beer when she said that. And I'm like, I don't negotiate desire when sex happens, right? It's got to be a natural progressive. It's not there. That's cool. You know, I'll move on. Like, I'm a busy guy. I got shit to do. And then she pauses and she looks at me and she kind of looks at her drink and then she kind of like gestures towards the bathroom. She goes, okay, then let's go to the bathroom. Let's fuck right now. Okay. Yes, so yes, that's the when one. a woman has genuine desire and you pass her bullshit shit test, which when you get good at it, you will, um, you won't have a problem with this. That, by the way, was like one of the few times in my life that I turned down sex from a woman that like advanced on me. It doesn't normally happen, but I just didn't find her like that hot. I don't like like six foot 10, not six foot 10. She was about six foot tall. Um, you know, in height, like she was way too tall for me. Well, but yeah, so that was the, that story I remembered. So when she started saying like, I'm not ready and everything, I remember that story and I go, mm-hmm. hold on, hold on. And then I started explaining her. It's like, look, I'm a guy. I'm going to need sex soon. So if mm-hmm. you're going to tell me all this stuff, then what's the point? Right. And she's like, well, you know, maybe if we could do this and blah, blah, blah. And then like, do what? Remember, do like, what exactly? Like, you know, get intimate. Like she said something Pay like, for maybe. her cats. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> uh, but I'm like, um, She's like, well, we can get intimate like when you come back from lunch on your lunch break when I'm at home and everything like that. I was just like, well, so, okay, but why is the problem now? Okay, so so Chad, here's here's what I want you to do. Um, I got to start taking some of the other calls here, but okay. here's what I want you to do. So here's your homework. I want you to lean into genuine desire a little bit more. So um, just play with it. Just test it out. You know, let's say you're being playful with a chick and she's coming over. Instruct her to do things that you like. Mm. Just say, I want you to walk in the door. It's unlocked. I don't want you to say a word. I want you to do this, that, and the other thing. And make make up whatever you want. It can be out, be as outrageous as you want, you know, whatever sexual things that you want. And if she does it, you've got genuine burning desire on your hands. If she protests, she's going to start negotiating. If she's still talking, she's kind of indifferent sort of thing. So like kind of lean into figuring out what that looks like. Because once you see it, once you experience it, it's, it's, it, it vastly improves your experiences dealing with women. You're going to have like, a lot more fun, right? Like you're never going to go like black pill and think, oh, this sucks. It's not you know worth my time. When you experience genuine burning desire from a woman, you know what it looks like. Yeah. Well, right? um, 
Also, to finish off my story, she did pay me back all my money, though. I finally was able to get her Good. all my money back from her. But anyways. How much, how much did you end up lending her? Like 200 bucks. <laughs> That's not much. Yeah, I, right, I know. I know but, uh, yeah, but anyways, thanks for the talk. Ben. Thanks, buddy. Take care. All right. Uh, Moff, we're going to pull you in a sec. Let me just catch up on these super chats up here before they disappear. Uh, Cappy sends his love. Ryan has a new book coming. Atta boys. Nice to hear. Uh, John Sargent, Broke Single Mom, in the sheets. Yeah. Uh, thanks immensely for curing my cougar fetish, especially with your pep talk to the 27-year-old dude who is seeing a 34-year-old woman on your last program. Anytime, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, John, I started listening to, but she was 400 pounds. It turns out she wasn't. Apparently, she was hot. Um, more listening, less talking, bro. <laughs> Jerry, always there policing. All right. Uh, let me grab you, Moff. What's up, buddy? Yeah, you, oh, you're muted. Hey, man. What's going on? Hey, what's happening? What's happening? Oh, not much. I just didn't know if you wanted to bring me here just to ping pong off up or bring some other guys up. Yeah, that, I mean, did you have, a, you have any feedback on like well, the you know, or any of the guys that were calling in? Yeah, so like I, I watched a couple of the clips. I actually watched the clip that you brought up, like the 10 minutes of cringe or whatever it was. Um, and just, you know, you're going to get comments like, oh, I can't believe we're just talking about this and wasting time and yada, yada, yada. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, I've started looking at things from – you know, Evo psych or even a red pill lens. It's like, okay, like this, this stuff is, yeah, I'm going to make con like, this is why things the way they are. Like, that's why I watched the Tinder swindler and looked at it from a, okay, why did this woman, we never watch TV shows, you know, the way that you do anymore now, you know, once you yeah. un unplug, like one of the things that came out of that whole Tinder, Tinder swindler thing is you really want to test a chick for genuine desire. See if you can get her to give you 150 grand. Right. Right. That's a chick that really digs your vibe. If she's willing to give you that kind of cash. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's so funny because I talk to some of the women that I meet and go out with, and every single one of them are like, oh, I can't believe that, that I would never do that. I would never get caught by that. And it's just, you know, it's all nonsense. It's mm -hmm. She was this it's person. It's all theatrics, who, right? Because women want to sell their purity. It's, yeah. it's all, I'm a virgin. Not I'm me. Chased. I haven't yeah. been with 100 guys. I haven't had a train run on me. None of that stuff's ever happened. I'm a good yeah. girl, Moff. Yeah, and it's like, look, this woman got on a plane with a dude after two hours of knowing him, he flashed, you know, a Patek and some some Versace clothes and said, hey, am I... Am and driving? brought a single mom with a kid along for the ride, too. Right. I mean, it's like... Genuine design. Almost, very strong. It's almost as if the guy was like, how many... Like, how much can I throw at her and watch? I'm gonna, <laughs> it's like he was... Like, a buddy bet him. He's like, all right. Like, have your daughter... Let me see how much weird shit I can do. I got the last one to give me 50 yeah. grand. Let me see if I can get 100. Like, guys... I'm not like, don't take this out of context because a lot of the nerds are like, you can't believe you say, I'm not saying go take advantage of people. Don't be silly. It's just, you know, like we're talking about, you know, this idea and sort of chopping up the notion of what genuine desire can actually look like. But this is what these shows do, man. And, and the people I feel bad for, and it's like, I have, a, we all do as men naturally have a soft spot for women. You know, Paul talks about, yeah. we want to take care of the baby maker. That's just our, you know, inherent evolutionary psychology and the way we're hardwired yeah. as men. Uh, it's really detrimental. You know, a guy like Shake, I'm like, dude, that dude's based as hell. I mean, and, you know, he's just going right out like, yeah, what do you, not, he's not going so as far as like, oh, what do you weigh or what do you, what do you look like? Nobody's it's, clever about it. Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. And somebody put in the chat when that they played the clip and that woman was like, oh, I don't work out that much. I'm like, yeah, it's like, yeah, we know. We can it's, tell. It's obvious, <laughs> like, yeah. And you can see how. To us viewing, which is why they cut yeah. it up like that, right? It's like, you, you see, know, when they talk to this guy, Shake, they're like, oh, yeah, we got to cast this guy because he's based. Hundred percent, and you yeah. can see like her, 
like face kind of scrunch up like oh, i don't really work out like cause she it was like she knew she had that feeling inside of like oh like, women know when they're over right yeah. but it's this idea of now we get to repackage this and resell this and this guy becomes like the most hated man on the internet for a Shame. couple of weeks yeah. um when all he did was just say hey man like i like what i like and he's absolutely right like you know I'm going to say it like it is. I'm going to say what a lot of guys are thinking because a lot of guys out there do feel this way and a lot of guys will resonate with a dude like that. Everybody feels this way, Moff. It's right. just they're, they're not, not allowed to, to, to express that because if you do, you get shamed. I wouldn't give a fuck. I mean, if they were put me on a show like that, I would fucking destroy them. I mean, they wouldn't. Right. I'd, I'd probably get thrown off after like an hour. Of yeah, you'd walk show, in but... and be like, well, first of all, I don't agree with the, pre with the premise because I'm not going to want to bang your personality. Like, all right, Mr. Yeah. Cooper, you can see your way out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't last very You're long. You're out of here. Yeah, you wouldn't last very long, but maybe you would. Maybe it's like, all right, we got to keep this guy on. Like, yeah. it's a firebrand, and it's going to get eyeballs and clicks. And yeah. people love. If anything, we know anything about reality television. Red people meat. love a villain. Yeah, right. Villains, so yeah. people love so. to be the villainized. But I, I, at the end of it, I still feel bad for women that are being told like, love is blind. It doesn't matter what you look like. The right guy will look past all of that yeah. and he will love you for your personality and you are just fine the way you are. Instead the of saying- The funny thing is, is if you watch this series, you'll actually see that it's women that reject guy based, guys based on their looks more than the guys rejecting the women. That doesn't like, surprise me. Yeah, yeah because even, like, even that chase guy, when he yeah. you know explicitly said, you know, she reminds me of my aunt, like I'm not really attracted to her. He still couldn't say no in a call off the wedding. She was right. the one that 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 had to end it right at the altar, basically. I don't know if you saw the whole thing, but that's the way. No, that not the whole thing. Ended. I knew they didn't. I knew they didn't wind up getting together, and there was only, I guess, two couples that did wind up staying together yeah. uh, from it. But yeah, it was just like, look, like these women are likely still single, and this woman went through two guys from the show. I think she tried to make it work, and I think that was L's and T's. I'm not gonna I'm, for the kids. Yeah. lips and you know what but um yeah it, it's it's all in all it's just a shame because it's we're being sold or like 90 day fiance love at first sight all of these that's another island or whatever it is that's all another of these shit shows, shows that 90 day fiance where they basically take yeah. a plugged in beta from north america that works at the post office drop them in asia where they find some five which is the best that they'll ever get anywhere in the world and they bring them back and then they hate the guy right because he's a total loser yeah it's just if you can look at this stuff through the lens of, okay, you know, I'm going to try to, to break down why this is happening and what this is and make this educational, that's fine. But you also have, to your point, a lot of these APA psychologists that are like, oh, this is deep rooted in racism and colonial colonialism. Like, what are we doing here, man? Oh, yeah. It's just right. like, what are we, what are we talking about? So yeah, I mean, look guys, like have your preferences and don't let anybody shame you. I mean, abundance fixes all that, everything. All that came from a guy that's like, yeah, I'd like a girl that's kind of fit. Yeah, I like a girl that works out. Like, yeah. I generally like to date younger, like yeah. then 33 now. And then, it's, oh my gosh, it's set the, I'm sure it like set the internet on fire. I mean, I see yeah. girls post on their stories like, this guy's the most hated man. I can't believe everybody. And it's like, dude, I bet this all guy girls is haven't watched my channel, relishing so, this stuff. Yeah, we'll get them one day. Yeah, so it's like, guys, don't let them trick you. Don't let them bamboozle you. Don't let them make you feel ashamed for having it. You know, fight the power, man. And it's yeah. like, oh, what does that even mean? It's like, yeah, man, Speak we live in mind. a kind of social support. We Speak live in a kind mind. of social yeah. order. We know it. But, and, yeah. but I'll say this. Like, let me just add that, you know, before you go. So I did that video the other day with that um, mom with the seven kids. The old lady yep. lived in a shoe and didn't know what to do with all the children. You know the nursery rhyme. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> like, you know, in situations like that, you don't 
go and spend time belittling them and trying to ruin their day. Yeah. It's like, what is that guy doing? Like, like, don't be a douche about it. Just like, you know what? I'm not into you. Like, I'm not into okay. fat girls or I'm not into women that have seven kids and that's it. See you later. Bye. Well, to your point, like the fact that you even match with her swiped on her in the first place, it's like, right. if your radar was even plugged in, man, you wouldn't even oh, thought twice. You wouldn't even eh, off like now. Yeah. I, I even say, yeah, dude, there's no reason to insult a stranger and there's, mm-hmm. But there's also no reason, and dude, if you want to keep, look, as a person that has seen guys get kicked off dating apps for very innocuous comments or things not at all, or even for no reason, like they met a girl, didn't like her vibe, didn't call her again, and then she texts them like a couple days later, was like, oh, by the way, I reported you. That's what you Mm -hmm. get for like not calling. That's what you get for ghosting. It's like, dude, why even run the risk? Because these apps are all built and designed to protect the interests of women. In the dating world, They're designed and, to facilitate women's hypergamy, right? That's and let me say one is. one more final thing because yeah, this has gotten brought up about me recently, and I just want to clarify for anybody out there listening. Like, oh, I Go think ahead. that somebody somebody brought up recently, like, oh, like I like your content. You've been talking for a little while, but I've noticed you as of late, you've been complaining a lot. Mm. And so I want to tell you guys, like, this isn't com- these aren't complaints, guys. Like, this is me just telling you the way that the world is. I'm not yeah. mad about the way that the world is. Yeah. I understand that the way the world is. Yeah. If you think it sounds like complaining, it's because you probably think the world should still be different. I right. don't think the world should be different. The world is the way it should be. So like, uh, it's your job as a man to make sure that you understand the world and then use that to your advantage to win the game. So to that to that point, and I've dealt with this for years now because people have called me bitter. They've yep. said, uh, you know, who hurt you? Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you complain? It's like if you have a problem with the facts, the problem isn't with the facts, right? Like, where is the lie? You know, do you have a counter argument? Do you have a better solution? I mean, I used to say, or I used to say, guys, like, dude, like what? Give for me months. How many months did I say, guys? If you have a better solution to something that I've addressed here. Rather than up. in the comments, you know, arguing with each other like a freaking Anon, get in the show and what's your better solution? Nobody ever does it. It's always yeah. point and sputter, right? So it's and like, I learned okay, a long time ago about the comments. I mean, that's, that's something it. that I you had just, to go. It's like after the first couple of times, it's like, it's going to happen yeah. no matter what. No matter how many times you address somebody, you no matter how clear you are in the argument, it doesn't matter. Most guys just want to hear themselves talk and yeah. it's perfectly fine. And I, 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 I give any guy the opportunity to do that too. beta males. They, yeah. they really don't like to do it. They, right. you know, people... Humans are habits, habit forming creatures. And it's like, once you like something, it's like, that's why when you were a kid and you would turn on the TV, it was like, okay, cheers was on at seven o'clock. And then there was the A team. I'm obviously dating myself now because I'm a lot older than you, Moth, but you get the idea. It's like, you know, you like your schedule habit. It's why I scheduled a show for eight o'clock on Monday yeah. nights, Eastern Standard Time. So people know, okay, it's Monday night. I might want to talk to Rich or I want to see what the topic's on. That's why people are habitual. So as soon as you try to break those habits, they don't like that. Yeah, you know, it's it, it it very uncomfortable time. for them. I sometimes take the time to address guys in the comments. There was guys that made a comment on our Monday show last week mm-hmm. when we were all on as far as panel goes. It was like, oh, I usually like these guys, but a ton of bad advice thrown around. And Jaron and I both were in there like, hey, man, like what? And then another guy commented, yeah, man, terrible advice. And we're both like, like And then you what? invite them on and they never come on. And up. I say, if you have an issue, like here, yeah. I, here I'm on stereo every Monday after Rich's show. You can yeah. email me, you can DM me, you can find me. Like there's a lot of ways that you can chop it up with me and actually have a dialogue. People, but most guys are just like, like the it, they just have Twitter fingers. So, you know, your, I'm, I'm always really lies, happy to Lie to me. Tell me everything yeah, right? sugar and spice and everything nice, man. So, That's what I want. No, it's not you don't want to do the work. The you don't want to lose the weight. You don't want to fucking make more money. You don't want to move out of your parents' house. I don't care. Yeah, stay. No. Um, guys, follow Moff on stereo after the show. He he goes on after we do this with Jaron. 
Um, I'll put it just, in the chat too. Yeah, just drop it in the chat. Thanks, brother. All right, man. Yeah. It's, it's always good having him on for a little bit of commentary. Um, all right, let me see what I got here in the private chat. From uh, White Boy, we did him. Uh, Norwegian. Hey, Rich, I'm trying to rebuild myself after becoming a train wreck. I was in a closet with my ex who was a piece of work. Not sure if it's BPD or what. All right, Norwegian. All right, buddy, what do you got for me? Ex-wife's story? Is it ex or ex-girlfriend? Ex-girlfriend, ex-girlfriend. All yeah. right, so tell um, me what happened. Uh, before we begin, I must say, um, Nor uh, Norwegian is my language, uh, so English is not my first language. Where do you live, Oslo or...? Uh, close, Christiansand, which is the southernmost uh, city. I met, beautiful... I, I met two girls in Cuba that were professional volleyball players from Oslo uh, back in my 20s. Oh. Good time, yeah. Volleyball players, man. <laughs> they're a lot of fun. Norwegian girls are tall, dude. They're like... Yes, yes. I'm, you know, they're tall chicks, but anyway, go ahead. We're tall people. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually uh, five foot seven. I've just converted to Imperial here. Five okay. foot seven or so. Which isn't which isn't tall, so I'm I'm kind of uh, struggling with that. Okay, all right. So what happened with the ex? Yeah. So what happened was uh, she's a very beautiful girl. We uh, we joined the same uh, friend group when we started school mm -hmm. two uh, three years How ago. How old were you? At the time, I was. Uh, now I'm thirty. I look young. I know, but uh, okay. at the time, I was twenty seven, and she all was right. twenty one. So she was like perfect range for me. Mm -hmm really uh, liked her and um, but what's interesting is that in the in the beginning she was basically invisible uh, to me she, or I didn't see her and I, I don't think she saw me uh, but when she was interested in me mm. basically it was like gravity just pulling me towards her so and, uh, sorry she she wasn't interested in you is that what you're saying like she was frigid I think she was interested to uh to begin with like she she liked my charisma but she had a boyfriend at the time and oh and course, look at uh, her right eh? yeah yeah but you know we started to hang out and even though she had a boyfriend um she started hanging out with me um in the evenings and you know we were watching movies at my place and uh, -huh. uh i i tried to tell her like i don't want to um make you into the kind of person who who does this with someone who's not your boyfriend? You see, I, I didn't mm -hmm. want her to, to betray her boyfriend, but she she uh, didn't care about that. She was. Let me just let me just stop you for a second because there's something sure. that that men need to understand about women. Mm -hmm. There really are no single women. Okay. <laughs> what do you it's mean? It's true. Well, what I mean by that is every woman that you're talking to, like any woman that you're interested in, that you know that you look at, that you want to be intimate with, that you want to form whatever level of relationship that you want to form with. She's already dealing with other guys, usually guys, like I'm going to say plural, minimum guy. She might be married. I've, I've, I've come across lots of married women on dating apps. Okay. That's usually where they go. Um, you know, they don't, they don't like to talk to you or go to the nightclubs because they don't want to get caught. So they could be married. They could be engaged. They could be somebody's fiance. They could be a, a girlfriend. They could be talking to a guy and dating him for three weeks. They could be talking to five guys and dating them for several weeks each. They could have thirsty betas up in their DMs talking to them constantly. Hey, let me send you some flowers to work. There was something I shared on uh, Twitter earlier today, right? Mm -hmm. Guys like, hey, I've been talking to this girl for four months and uh, I want to send her flowers at work, but she won't tell me where she works. It's like, dude, she, she's not interested. 
Like she, yes. like she wants nothing to do with you. But all women have the attention of other guys. So whenever so you're saying so no single women, you mean that she has 99 plus messages. She's got she's got something going on. I mean, she could be on one end of the spectrum married on the other end of the spectrum. She's just dating a lot of guys or talking to a lot of guys or any combination of those things. So anytime you get with a girl, you're poaching her from another guy. I feel good about that, you know. <laughs> okay. So because you're talking to the girlfriend, me. and what happened with your situation? Yeah, she breaks up with him, and uh, she she uh, she's basically about to get into it with another guy. And I tell her like, "Hey, uh, I don't want you." Another to get guy with that's him. not you. Yeah. Okay. And I tell her, "I don't want you to get with him. I want you to get with me." And so she gets with me because I don't know. I, I guess I'm the better option. So then, so hold on a sec. Let me just stop you there for a sec. Now you're yeah. negotiating desire. Because her, because her, um, every fiber of her being is picking the other guy, and you're trying to convince her to pick you instead, which she does. So, what did you tell her to pick you over the other guy? Uh, I think in that case, she was interested in both me and the other guy, and she had already been on this hiking trip and kissed the other guy. I guess they were okay. doing it too. Okay. But I basically said to her, like, yo, you don't want that guy. You want to be with someone like me. And I showed her my merits, as it were, uh, kissed her. <laughs> How did you show her your merits? Did you did you have like a PowerPoint presentation with all your pros and cons? Uh, no, we were um, bike. We were biking in the evening. Uh, it's very dark here in the winter, but we were uh -huh. biking, and uh, I told her like, "Here's my future plan. This is uh, my education behind me and my plans before me, mm -hmm. and this is what I want to become. Uh, and I think you are more interested in that than." this young, younger, less experienced man. And okay. she said, uh, she thought about it. And the, a day later- Was there an age back. difference between you and her? Yes, I am 30 now and she's 24 now. So she's seven years my uh, junior. And how long ago did this happen? Three years ago. Yeah, she's in her party years, dude. Like she just wants to party. Yeah, yeah I, I Age, like after high school till about 27? Women just want to see the world, travel with their girlfriends, party, go to the nightclubs, go to the foam cannon party, shit like that. Like that's generally but what they want to do. About that, I have a question for you. How do you mm -hmm. reconcile this, that the girls have the party years in that age and that they are also at the prime of their um, reproductive capacity and they, you know... 20, well, 20, well, you live in a very feminist country. Like, isn't it very yeah. like, egalitarian there? It is, right? Big time. Yeah, it's your, your so, impression is dead on. Yeah, so promiscuity is kind of, you know, the norm in, you know, mm -hmm. the Nordic countries, right? Yes. Like, you know, women just kind of bang whoever they want. I remember they did this social experiment where once where they had, um, they had a woman in, um, sorry, they had a guy in North America at a large city, something like Chicago, just in an open square. And he's asking all these women, he's doing a cold approach. I like you. Let me get your number. You want to have sex with me right now? And every single one of them said no. And this guy was pretty good looking. They took the same guy and they put him somewhere in, in a Nordic country that's more left-leaning, that's more feminist. And I think it was something like, it was a fairly significant you know, percentage. It was definitely way more than zero. Uh, women were like, yes, let's go right now. Let's totally bang, right? So it's like, you know, you can't really expect to find women that are not promiscuous in a country like that, that have got a notch count that are going to want to be like, oh, this, you know, like I'm 23 years old. I'm the most fertile right now. So I should, I should get with Norwegian because he has all of these merits. That, that's not what they're thinking. 
at all. Well, I don't, I don't have uh, so many merits currently. I mean, yeah. I have a lot of merits, but uh, so the what happened was that I uh, became it's like she just uh, sucked the life out of me. She just drained me of energy How? over time. How? It's hard to say. She had a troubled childhood and upbringing. She was there were so many red flags, like a communist parade, as you say. Okay. Um, and I should have seen them. And in hindsight, you know, it's 2020, but, um, well, I mean, like, here's, here's what the benefit of knowing the red flags is now is you're not going to invite a woman like that into your life. You're not going to tell her to break up with her boyfriend. You're not going to tell her to pick you over the other guy. You might, Mm -hmm. you might have some fun with her, but you're not going to invite her into your life. You're not going to like do this big sales pitch with a PowerPoint. Yeah. I was pedestalizing her big time. Um, and, you know, I found your work two years ago when things were really going downhill and it, your work has helped me so much. So thank you for that. Good. So how did it end for you? Well, uh, I'd say that like we got together in February and already in May, I was going to leave and go do a summer work somewhere else in the country. And, and I said to her, like, I don't think this is working out. Mm-hmm. And she became very attached to me. And... Um, uh, we basically went there together. She came with me, of all things. She mm-hmm. she really came with me. Things were going downhill, and I broke it up with her uh, February. Uh, so we were together for one year, and then I broke it off. We had no contact until the summer of uh, last year, and then we kind of picked it up. And So it sounds like that was a while ago. Like, what are you doing today in your world? I'm writing my thesis, a uh, master's thesis. But, uh, or... For theology, I'm uh, studying to become a pastor. Okay, a pastor. Yeah. So you're so you're looking for mother of your kids, sort of thing. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, I'm 30, and uh, you know okay. I'm almost at the end of my education, so I'm looking for. Can wife. you get a Can you get a nun out of the convent and you know <laughs> your wife? I'm a part of a Christian subculture in Norway, and for sure, it's um, there are a lot of girls here who have zero notches and. Uh, okay that are chased so they exist all right well that's always your best bet right i mean if you want to make uh you know make a woman the mother of your kids one of the most important things you got to do is you got to kind of uncover her past and make sure she doesn't have a peppered past with a whole bunch of notches right because we know that women divorce men and leave men um when they've been promiscuous you also have higher instances of uh, mental disorders uh, abortions Mm -hmm. you know all kinds of other stuff. So you definitely don't want to invite that in your life, but you already know that now. Yes. So right, uh, it ended. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. It, basically, it ended horribly, and uh, now I'm trying to rebuild myself. So I had a question about confidence rebuilding, but okay, go ahead. Yes, what was the question? Uh, sorry. Go ahead and ask a question. Okay. I I don't want to take up more of your time than necessary. You've already given me so much, but um, how do I? get the confidence to hit the gym like I used to. I, I've gained 46 pounds. You don't You don't need confidence to go to the gym. You just need will. You just need willpower. willpower. Okay. You just have to look at yourself in the mirror and fucking yell at yourself and, and say that you're a disgusting fat fuck and you, know, you need to fix it, basically. That's what I do. Dude, Like I probably put on maybe 10 pounds over this last winter. Okay. And I'm working on getting it off. Like I'm normally jack. Like I'm usually ripped, and it's like I like I've got a one pack right now instead of a six pack. <laughs> so I'm trying I'm trying to deal with that. And you know how do I deal with it? It's like you know I look at myself and I'm like, dude, you look fucking bad, right? It's like I got to eat better. I got to move more. I'm gonna hit the dojo harder. I'm gonna add an, 
at an extra day during the week. It's it's because I want it bad enough, right? Yes. And it's like, you're right. If you want something, you're going to find a way. If you don't want it, you're going to find an excuse. It's as simple That's as so that. That's right? so true. All right, man. Uh, yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. All right, buddy. Get your ass Thank in there. Much. Do the work. See ya. All right. Uh, let's do one more before we go. Um, what do we got here in the waiting area? We got Abel, Vass, Jacob. All right. Let's check here. Oh, hang on. Let me just grab these uh, comments in the super chats before I do that. Feminine narrative on Netflix. Uh, why doesn't modern psych pick up true issues? Because they're retarded, dude. Like, honestly, the the um, American Psychologist Association, I think that's what it stands for, the APA, uh, they put out a, um, basically in their user manual, I can't remember what it was called. It was Sean Smith that told me about this a few years ago, and he's a psychologist, good guy. And he said something along the lines of they were essentially telling psychologists to treat guys like they're toxically masculine. And then they had all these like definitions that the female first primary social order put together, uh, essentially shaming conventionally masculine roles and encouraging uh, psychologists to treat them that way, which is why you'll see on YouTube now. Like if you if you search on YouTube for love is blind shake, you're going to find breakdowns from all these different psychologists that are basically calling him uh, covert na racist, they're calling him uh, toxically with this, that, and it's, it's just nonsense. It's just how they approach everything, which is why when guys are like, I'm gonna go get some therapy, it's like, dude, save your money, okay? Um, take that money, go to Vegas, take that money, rent a Ferrari for the day, just do something else with it. Uh, dude needs to stop playing with a snake. I don't know what the hell that means. Um, super chats can be like that, man. Sometimes it just don't make sense. All right, let me see what we got here. Abel and Vass. Abel. Uh, an encounter with an ex almost destroyed my life recently. I would like to share my experience and ask some tips about rebuilding. Okay, we got to rebuild. Abel, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up? Uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah. So what's going on with okay, you tonight? Fine. Man, it's such an honor to be talking with you. It is great. So thank you for your time. Thanks, man. Uh, I wanted to share this experience because it's what led me to, to you and okay. your book. Can I just get you to speak up a little bit louder? Oh, I'm sorry. It, it must be because I'm not using, uh, I'm just using the speaker on the phone. Okay. No, you're good. So uh, the thing is, like uh, six years ago, I, I was practically engaged with an ex, but mm -hmm. things fell apart because she um, cheated on me after mm -hmm. we, had, we had some uh, financial problems, right? So... After that experience, meaning I, meaning you had financial problems, of course, because I was the one that paid for everything. She yeah. So, like my... so what happened there was she didn't see you as her best option. Hypergamy. Women always seek the best <clears throat> they can get, so she starts exploring other options. You know that women, yeah. when they're in relationships, about fifty percent of women have admitted that they have a backup plan. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember and, that quote. And you have to keep in mind that you know that. That relies on on making women look bad. So admitting that you have a backup plan makes you look bad, which tells me that there's a lot more that are unwilling to admit that they got something that they might be considering. So when shit starts to go downhill for you, and this is where the black pillars get pissed off, they're like, see, I told you, she only wants you for your money. So when things start to go downhill for you, that's when she starts looking at other options. That's when other guys start to look more attractive. When you're on your purpose, when you're in your grind, when you're chasing life yeah. excellence, when you're doing something of some significance with your life, other guys are invisible. Yeah, and here's where the, the second part of the story comes because and, and confirms what you were saying. Uh, and then I, uh, after we broke up, uh, um, 
I dedicated myself to study in order to enter into the diplomat in uh, the diplomats academy of my country, which is basically what you need to do to be a diplomat. Where do you live? I live in Chile, in South Chile. America. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, many people in the chat probably don't even know where my country is. Oh, <laughs> it doesn't uh... matter. I mean, I would bet some of them know. I mean, I certainly know where it is. I've traveled. Okay. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Um, the thing is, uh, I achieved this job. It, mm -hmm. it required me to pass a very difficult test. Almost 600 people were uh, competing in the, in the to get the job, and only 15 mm -hmm. remained. And, uh, well, basically, everything in my life uh, went up. I, has, I started making more money and everything. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, uh, I got a message of, on Instagram from this chick. Mm. I never talked improved. about. Uh, we, no, of course, I, I never talked about because I, I put that info on the Instagram page, which I had yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. before. Um, and and of course, she contacts me and tells me like she's she's changed and she's been thinking about this thing and it's been. She made her. a mistake. She really loved you. She shouldn't things, have done right? that. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you I, know why I know what she told you? Because I've heard the same story like at least twice. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. Every every guy watching this right now that's been with a few women has heard this story before. Yeah, they, they always come back. Some fucking chick that like breaks her heart, cheats on them or some shit like that, dumps them. And then later on down the road, they come across you on social media. Women love using Facebook and Instagram for creeping people, especially their exes. So... You know, when they find out, oh, look, Rich has a McLaren, he's doing well, he's got a show with all this audience, blah, 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 they, you know, the book exists. All of a sudden, the shit's blowing up. Hey, you know, I shouldn't have done that when I was in my 20s. I really liked you back then. I was such a fucking idiot. And I'm like, bitch, aren't you married and you've got two kids with this guy? Like, what are you bothering me for? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, that Dude, there's no shame. There's there's no limits at all. Not at all. I'm just saying. And I was, uh, of course, I was super beta. Like the only mm -hmm. thing that carried me—you didn't was, take her back, did you? Uh, almost, like <laughs> almost. that's the next part of the story. I, okay, I, okay. I started reading the, the Unplugged Alpha for a reason. I was super beta before okay. because I was raised by a single mom, and yeah. I never had any like powerful uh, male figures to follow. So I was totally uh, fine. into this um, romantic. Listen, uh, it's it's totally fine when you're a teenager, fantasy. but as soon as you're out of the house. And you're an adult you have no excuses like you like you have to find those role models you have to pursue masculine pursuits you have to look for yeah. the truth you have to question things um but yeah i mean listen we've all been lied to to some degree it's just the amount of crap that you got in your childhood is different from other guys but so you had to unplug and then like why did you say no to this girl when she came back to you okay no i never said no because oh you didn't say no okay back I invited her to my to my apartment and we mm -hmm. had a fantastic night. Like super romantic. I I banged her all night and she was telling me that she loved me, that she missed me, that she, that she I was always in her heart and all of this stuff. And I was like, wow! I was like mind blown. Like this is amazing. Like because I love the girl, right? I hey, always, I always how did. much of it did you believe? Everything until the next morning. Okay, because and what happened? I woke up and. The moment I woke up, a dude started calling her, and the dude called her like seven times in yep. a row, and she started like uh, cutting him off, right? And I was yep. like, "Who is he?" Uh, no, it's just a guy uh, that 
You're just a friend. No, no, things didn't work out with this okay. guy. Don't worry about it. And I was like, mm, okay. We started showering and all. And then, like, she started telling me things about her life. And every single thing that she was telling me was a red flag. Like, it was a collection of red flags, one after another. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna ask you to pause on that thought for a sec, because I, because okay. I pulled this up, I was searching for it. There's this meme that you know has been going around a little bit, and it's uh, the hairstyle <laughs> girls love, and there's same guy, same outfit with two different backgrounds. So, <laughs> fellas, take notes because this is the hairstyle that girls love. It doesn't matter what your hairstyle is; it's what's around you that they look at, which is why when his situation improved and his and his lifestyle got better, she all of a sudden become interested again, right? Sorry, go uh, ahead though. And then, well, she told me that she was uh, still friends with her ex, mm -hmm. that her ex was now the boyfriend of his best friend, his best, uh, her best okay. girlfriend, that both of them had the keys to her house. All of them have the keys to the house, okay. Yeah. Red flags, yeah. Not only that, she had a car parked on her house that was the car of another guy that she was seeing at some point. And the car was there because she was managing this, uh, selling the car. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what is this? Okay, uh, so what did you do with this? all that? <laughs> I, I went, uh, after that, I went to, I, I drove her. I have a motorcycle as well. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 I liked that you referred to that on your book. Uh, I drove her to her house and then I, I called her and I told her like, dude, there, there's no place for me in your life. Like we, you have to get rid of all this shit and then we can see what happens. And then she was like, no, I'm fine as I am. And, I, and I'm like, okay, it's over. <laughs> let me and just, she's like. Yeah, yeah, let me just stop you there. So when you identify a woman as broken, she's she's broken. I mean, there's not many women that will try to fix their lives when they got a bunch of red flags. It's really not even worth it. Like I like if you're talking to a woman, she's got like six or seven red flags and you're like, you know what, you got to go fix your shit and then I'll continue, you know, with you maybe after that. I wouldn't even go there. I would just say, you know, I, know. I don't want to invite you into my life because you're going to complicate it unnecessarily. Yeah, I know. Or don't even say that. And just, you know, if you want to set her up for friends with benefits and have fun, then do that. I don't care. But you never, ever, ever that. invite a woman like that into your life. You don't like it's I, not I, even like fix those things to come back. And hang on a sec. I'm going to tell you why. Women really struggle with accountability. Okay. Men really like to be accountable. Successful guys. Any, any guy that's done anything with their life is always accountable. They'll always examine themselves. Like the other day, um, I was late going to see my uh, folks and, um, you know, my kid was running behind. I'm like, fuck, why, you know, why is this taking so long? And it's like, you know what? I let her sleep in too much, right? Like I should have got her up earlier so she was ready to go. And I'm taking ownership for those fucking thoughts. But women don't like to take ownership, you know, for the sorts of results that they get out of life. It's, it's always somebody else's fault. Always, right? So one, one red flag that's something simple like... I don't know. She has a shopping addiction, for example. She likes to buy shit and return it and buy shit and return it. She's one of those people. Okay, well, if she stops doing that, maybe you'd consider it. But like six or seven red flags, dude, it's not even. It's like, you know what? If you want to bang, come on over, you know, let's do it. But I'm not going to trust me. That's it. All right. Yeah, I should have done that. I should have done that because it would have saved me a lot of pain. Thing is, I after I said that to her, 
she told me like dude you're magnificent you're wonderful whatever and like a week passed and i was like dude like i started to have doubts like i doubted myself and i called her back and i was like let's hang out the only reason why you did that abel is because you didn't have other options if you had other women that were genuinely interested in you you wouldn't have thoughts about dealing with a woman with red flags. You wouldn't miss her after a week because you've got two or three other girls on your phone that are genuinely interested in you that are willing to meet up with you, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, so, it's possible. It, it was it was right in the middle of COVID, so it was very. You hard know what, dude? There's um, there's a, a video that I um, commented on. I was going snowmobile in that day. I did it in the car and I was listening to a clip from Tony Robbins about raising your standards. And I'm not a rah, 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 you know, success porn, sort of like Tony Robbins guy where you get, you know, like you yell in an audience, but he's absolutely right. The reason why guys invite, you, you know, like pretty much everybody that calls in on these show, it's like, you know, I was 35 and she was 40 and she was in debt and she needed money for a cat and she had two kids and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, huh, okay. And then, you know, it's like you have very low standards. And when you start to raise, you know, the standards that you set for yourself, like, you know, the guy before, the Norwegian guy is like, you know, I put on 45 pounds, uh, you know, over the last couple of years because my head's not on right. And how do I get motivated to get in the gym? And it's like, dude, just have the willpower, right? Like want it bad enough have higher standards for yourself. Like when you get out of the shower and you look in the mirror and you're fat fucking, you don't look good. I like, I look at myself and I'm like, what the hell happened to my stomach, man? I've been eating too much. I've been sitting around. They've locked me down. I can't go out. I can't ride my bike. I'm fucked. Right. So it's like, I've put on some weight and I shame myself basically because I'm always hard on myself. So when you raise your standards for yourself, you know, for what you look like, the kind of money you're going to have, the kind of car you're going to drive, the kind of people that you invite in your life, the kind of rooms you want to put yourself in. I always tell you guys, if you're the smartest guy in the room, get the fuck out of the room. I routinely leave rooms that I'm the smartest guy in, right? So, you know, when you raise your standards for your self-care, for the kind of women that you want, you're not going to deal with the crap, right? Because yeah, like, absolutely. as soon as you're on a dating app or something like that and you get a match and she's like, um, I've got these seven red flags, unmatch. You just go because you've got other options, right? Because you've got higher standards and you don't allow that in your life. How... Um, what do you do in Chile? You said that you're working right now. Or are you in yeah, school? Yeah. So I, I'm going to get to that point because that's, okay. the, that's the actual question I want to ask. Go ahead. Because the other thing is, it's just so people in the chat realize that this stuff is real, that, that the things that are on your book are 100% real and applicable to real life and it, because they happened to me. So when I tell you that, that she destroyed my life is because I... I started dating her again. Like we lasted like one week, and then I realized that mm-hmm. the guy that was calling her was her boss, and she was banging the guy. And it's like an uh, 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 old, older guy, <laughs> like a forty-something-year-old guy. Dude, um, women are the same all around the world. <laughs> and I, I was heartbroken to be honest because I was really, really beta. I need broke to the point. It's because you believed in the soulmate myth, like you thought that you know she could be one. Like, Hook, line, and sinker, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I fell into a very deep depression, like mm-hmm. deep depression, because that was coupled with the fact that I started to realize that my job as a diplomat was a complete lie, something that I, I don't want it to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Because for uh, the, the, the meaning of the word glamour, right, something that appears to be one thing, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Like from the outside, it looks very 
vulnerable, like helping people, solving mm -hmm. pro their problems, dealing with migration crisis. But when you enter, you realize that inside, it's just like a, your regular nine to five, with the difference that people inside, they believe their own stuff. They believe that they are really important. Mm -hmm. People don't, don't do much. You don't do much. And I couldn't stand the fact that I was sitting from nine to five doing basically nothing, like answering some uh, emails from the, the Chilean mission. What did you do? You moved on to another job? No, I, I, didn't. I didn't. Oh, you're considering because, leaving? No, I, it's, it's worse than that. Because okay, so what's the question? Because I need I, to start to wrap it up. Yeah, I, I know. So, so okay. I went to, so the thing is that because of my, my medical condition and all that, I had to take a leave and uh, they didn't like that. So I went to mm. fire from the job. Okay. And the thing is that I'm now in the position where I want to start from scratch and dedicate myself to something that I actually believe in and that I want to be a part of. And I decided that I want to become a bodybuilder. I would like to start a, a YouTube channel talking about this stuff and, okay. and develop and making my life uh, out of that path, right? So I would like so to you, ask you... you want to be a fitness best. influencer, but in I bodybuilding. Like, that, that will be a dream for Okay, this I, is. I don't see myself working at a nine to five. And... Okay, this is in my wheelhouse. So, how old are you? And yeah, um... how old are you? Um, I am uh, thirty-one right now. And you want to be a professional bodybuilder, or you want to be like a fitness influencer? Um, <clears throat> I would like to be a professional bodybuilder if I if I can if I can. You're uh, you're crazy. Things, it's like... no no don't listen. Uh, like. You're going to have to take copious amounts of steroids, right? I mean, you're talking about like the professional scene, not the drug tested stuff, you know, where you're natural. Uh, I mean, if I have to, I will. Uh, yeah, like you're going to do a number on your body. And a, and a lot of these guys die young because they get addicted to the whole rush of like, I need to look good. And it's like, well, if that guy's using this thing, I think he might be using. So I now have to use that thing. And then, you know, you go from just using something basic like, therapeutic testosterone dosages to throwing the entire kitchen sink into it. You fuck up your health. You, you know, you stress out your organs. Um, you know, your kidneys potentially fail, you know, younger than what they need to. And, um, you know, you do it for what? To look good for a couple of pictures? Women don't really like guys that look like that. You know, women want a guy that, you know, like has like a swimmer's body. They generally don't like the bodybuilder look. There's some bodybuilder chicks that like it, of course, but then, you know, they're kind of weird looking. It's like a dude with like, you know, a vagina sort of thing. They're not good looking in my view. I mean, I'm just not attracted to them is what I should say. But I personally would not recommend it to, to guys. I mean, you're far better off doing something like, like what Greg Gallagher did. Like um, I did a uh, a pretty long cast with Greg, like, I don't know, two, two months ago. It's on my Plane to Win series. I'd recommend watching it. So if you guys watch YouTube, find it on YouTube, just search for Greg Gallagher or on Spotify or iTunes or whatever, you know, just search for the episode on Playing to Win because it's also on podcast now. And I mean, he's got a great physique. He's a good looking guy, you know, gets the girls that he wants, but he runs it as a business, right? Like he's selling people the superhero like image, like these are the exercises that you do by my program and I'll teach you how to look that way. Go do the work. You know, here's some of my, yeah, you know, supplements and stuff like that. That's the way that you want to do it. And you don't have to be a bodybuilder to do that. You just have to look good, right? Like okay. I had dinner with Greg, um, I don't know, a month or so ago like that. He's, he's maybe like five foot 10 of 180 pounds. He's not a big guy. Like he's not like 
like this. Like he has to walk in sideways to get in a room because the doorway is too too narrow. He's he's an average, you know, sort of sort of build, but with the right lighting and with you know with the right sort of uh, program and marketing, which he's got down pat, he does very well, right? He's a Canadian guy, right? So, I mean, if you look at look at that episode for some inspiration. Don't go yeah, competing on stage, flexing, you know, bikini shorts sort of stuff like that. I would go the route of, hey, you know, I know about this stuff. I'm good at it. I've been doing it my entire life. And you have to have social proof. Like you actually have to look good, right? I yeah. mean, you have to be able to take off your shirt and be like, you know, yo, like I'm Jack. Like if you do what I tell you to do, then you can look like this too, right? And that could be good, right? I mean, one of the areas that you can make a lot of money on, especially online, is showing people how to look good naked. Right, because they know that it works. The name is Greg O'Gallagher. Uh, Greg O'Gallagher, and it's on the Playing to Win podcast. That's a different podcast, or just a, a section of the. YouTube it's on my YouTube channel. Just go to playlists, yeah. and then look at the playlist that says Playing to Win, and then just go back uh, the last, I think, four or five episodes. It's in there. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks All a right. lot, Rich. I don't want to take any more of your time. Uh, you've been wonderful. Thanks a lot. Thanks, brother. Good luck. And guys, I just want to, you know, before I go, thank you all for the kind feedback on the book. If you haven't got it, it's on Amazon. It's why the podcast is called TUA. It's the Unplugged Alpha. It's based on the book. Get the book. Um, you can get it in Audible. I narrate it myself or print or Kindle. Um, and if you enjoy it, I mean, a lot of people on tonight said they had a great time with the book and they got a lot of value at it. Please go to Amazon and leave a written review and let other guys know what you learned from it and why it was a valuable read. It just helps out with the algorithms and gets the message out to other guys that need to see it. Uh, go see Moff and Jaron on stereo. Uh, there's a link up on the screen and they have a big announcement tonight. I'm not sure what that is, but Moff DM me. And um, we'll see you guys next Monday for the next show. I got a few shows um, I got to publish this week, some pre-recorded stuff. And I'll be live later on this week on a uh, playing to win episode. I haven't decided what I'm going to cover yet, but uh, yeah. Make sure you're subscribed.